Facebook, our Monday Revelations, um, and there's no surprise what we're talking about this week it is the wrap-up of WandaVision, the C- series finale, and uh, you know, we had a little bit of everything in the last episode. We had Wanda versus Agatha, we had Vision versus Vision, Darcy got a little, got into Hayward, so a lot of things that, that uh, came to a conclusion. But uh, I think we've got some mixed reviews on what we thought of how it ended. So, you know, pass the, the mic around. Uh, what were your impressions of the uh, WandaVision finale? Skirka? All right, I'll talk. Um, it was, I liked it. Uh, I thought it was good. I think it sets up more. Um, I think the only disappointment I had was, you know, all the trolling with the whole big reveals. And of course, like half the ones that people thought, it's like, that didn't happen. Um, I, I thought based on the source material, it played along really well, like um, in the comic where um, the Vision's white form was first uh, shown, he didn't suddenly jump right back into being the Vision we all know, knew and loved at the very, at the end of that uh, storyline. It took, well, decades. Um, so. I like that they're dragging that out a bit and didn't wrap it up nice and neat at the end. Um, and it, and we'll get into it more later, but just the uh, second scene in the cabin has a lot of significance for long-term comic geeks. Um, and the book, The Dark Hold, I think that's a big omen of more to come, especially with the uh, big bad villain that's currently featured in Marvel Comics, getting a lot of uh, FaceTime that everyone thought, everyone was like, this person's Mephisto. No, this person on the show is Mephisto. No, it's this person. No, Mephisto will definitely be there by the end. He wasn't. Um, but it's still kind of, I think he is probably going to feature in some more of the stories. And I'll pass it off to Ralph Boner. Brandon. He's on my right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I thought it was great. I, I The Ralph Boner thing was the greatest troll of all time um and and i'm really glad that that's what it was because i think that i think that when they finally mix in the x-men and the mutants it it has to be done in a way that is digestible to everyone instead of just thrown in you know so I'm, i'm cool with that i also don't want i'm not i'm not really down with them using the existing characters from the not so great series i would much rather them re- completely recast everybody and do it their own way so i like that i thought that uh rimbo the my biggest complaint is like i feel like they didn't have enough time to do everything they wanted to do like i feel like and, and that article i just read that i was talking to you guys before the show about uh basically uh the the matt uh is it matt shankman or matt shakeman the director did an interview with Kevin Smith and talked about, you know, how the COVID affected them wrapping up WandaVision pretty much confirmed what I thought, which is that they're, they wanted to do more with Rambo, but at some point, you know, I think they said they said they had 10 episodes, but they shoved it down to nine. 
So I think Mark and I talked a little bit. It did feel like that. Like it, it didn't take it. Oh, it didn't make it not good. It just definitely you had that feeling that they were like, all right, we got to wrap all this up now, you know. So that that's my only negative. I, but I, I thought it was a really an emotional story. I think that they did a good job of of wrapping things up, but also giving a lot of open endedness to most of the characters. Owner family, what do you guys think up there? You know, Brooks will be mad at me because I, I, I was disappointed. And he does, I don't think he'll want me speaking on behalf of the entire Mangold family because he <laughs> he's uh, he gave it a 10 out of 10 after he watched it. But to me, I go back to something we talked about last week. Kevin Feige said in talking about this series, he said, you know, he said, we got to make this, we got to make Doctor Strange 2 good for people who watched WandaVision and for people who didn't watch WandaVision. And that really struck a chord with me. And it was kind of a spoiler because I kind of, you know, based off that, I kind of realized there wasn't going to be any huge gimmicks coming in the last episode. There was going to be no big reveals. They're going to save that for the movie. And I kind of got fret. Now, I mean, no one's a bigger WandaVision stand than I was for the first eight weeks. I mean, I loved it. I just felt like by the end of this episode, the two things that really stuck out that really bothered me by introducing white vision and giving him showing us that he could, that he captured the memories of the other vision. It kind of took the power out of that last moment when vision disappeared for me, because I know the other visions out there and they'll reunite four movies down the road. And then the other, you know, it, there were very little consequence. Now Brooks will argue with me. He'll say, look, Rambo showed up. Um, we got white vision. What else? Hayward. Hayward's gone he got arrested Jimmy Woo got elevated in using Brandon's world of wrestling you know the Scarlet Wish went from a mid-card person to a headliner you know (laughs) I I recognize all that I understand all that I just felt like you know Hayward's arrested Uh, Agatha's a, a, a person again walking the street completely confined Scarlet Witch I mean I don't think you're going to see anything in the next movie that you're going to be surprised that she couldn't have done before this series so i to me it kind of a lot of the consequences were taken out of it we're kind of right back to sort of where we were right before which i guess was the point and going back to what faggy said i it just to me it maybe makes these tv shows have a very you know they're more meaningful i think brandon said it they're more meaningful than agents of shield but they're less meaningful in the movies and i think that's Mm -hmm. just something we got to look at going forward in the tv shows I will say I, I saw a post from uh, Dwight Schrute, Dustin, on Friday morning, and he was ta- he said something to the effect, Dustin, that um, didn't realize I was going to be this sad this early today. It's just uh, the family moment, you know. Yeah. Like we got the. I I think I love. Well, let me say this: I love the whole show from beginning to end, um, you know, and. I even love the the wild fan theories where we were trying to guess every week and they never lived up to those extreme fan theories. I'm fine with that. You know, I kept it kind of down to earth. Um, I wish this would be the only critique I have is the scene where they, uh, they're surrounded by the police, white visions there, Agatha's there, and they got the incredible stance, right? They're, they're highlighting The Incredibles, which is, you know, one of the best uh, kids' movies ever. And I just fight as a family. 
kind of like <laughs> all I can think of. Where is my super suit, and why do you need your super suit? <laughs> Which is my theory. That's that was, you know. So that was my only critique of the show. I did, you know, as a, I did like it for the the effects of just talking about grief, you know, um, and addressing like we don't know how to deal with sadness in our day and age in a lot of ways. You know, we have these movies that try to guide us, something like an Inside Out or, uh, I mean, even, you know, the Marvel's tried it before, but never in this capacity. And I think that alone, I think is worthy of watching the show just to understand a little bit better the dimensions. And grief's not a bad thing. Grief is realizing the reality of living in a broken world, but that what you're holding on to is so much greater than the brokenness. See, I totally misinterpreted your Facebook post. I thought that meant you had Taco Bell the night before. <laughs> Which, by the way, this episode is sponsored by Taco Bell. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh. That mean uh, free food. That was, that was really good, Dustin. That was, uh, yeah, you. They did a they did a lot focusing on grief and how it can yeah. uh, how it can destroy you or how you can do it in a healthy manner throughout the episode. So I gotta say, uh, we've not heard I think one word from Joe about um, in texting or whatnot about your thoughts on Wandavision so far, Joe. So I'd love to hear where you where you weigh in. Yeah, sure. Um, so I come from I'm a, a Marvel fan in movies only so i'm not a big comic book reader when it comes to marvel comics i know i know the characters that everybody's talking about i see the things but i don't read the comics like that so for me wandavision was all everybody about white vision um all of that mephisto nightmare agatha all of that i picked up from watching either listening to you guys or watching uh other videos on YouTube that went over theories and discussions and things like that. So for me, this particular show was, I loved it. I loved the, the whole show. It was a good show to me. Um, and like, and like you said before, I liked it because for me, it was a compact story about uh, Wanda and mm -hmm. vision. It was kind of her story, their story. Um, pulled out of that bigger universe yes you had some of those smaller characters like jimmy Wu that came in there they introduced monica rambo um darcy came in there you know a little a character that um i think a lot of people really like um so for me this was really a cool show um and the theories for me were small for my own theories i was kind of like oh well this is going to be that person this is going to be that person so when they but when they didn't happen like someone said, a lot of people got really upset because they're like, oh, well, this is supposed to be Mephisto. And why is it Mephisto here? And no, that's going to be him. And, 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 and the multiverse with Quicksilver. That was our biggest theory is that they're going to introduce this multiverse with, uh, which we found is Ralph Boner now. Um, <laughs> you, know, every, you know, I was like, oh, well, that's Quicksilver. She pulled him from here and this is that. Um, you know, I also believe that somewhere down the line, that character is going to come into play somewhere. Yes, I think they did it for fan service, but I think somewhere in there, there's going to be 
a little more to who he is, who he really is, whether he's, he's this witness that they had protection, um, that, that, uh, that Jimmy was looking for before he couldn't get in contact with or, or something like that. Um, but as for me as a whole for this show, um, it was, I loved every bit of it. You know, like I said, the first two episodes are a little iffy because we're kind of like, all right, what are we doing? Where are we going with it? This, is this going to be in black and white this whole time? Um, but once you get, I, you know, once you got to episode three, I think that's where it kind of, everything just kind of started piecing together for me and i think for a lot of people um and i'm sitting here kind of watching it again on mute the finale you know (laughs) it's for me i think one of the coolest parts of this was that vision on vision fight you know vision versus white vision fight was there um you know and then like you said i think that whole compactness of wanda's story of how she's how she deals with grief how we all can deal with grief you know and it can either go really bad like it did for her a little bit and and all consuming and you know can consume the people around us um but then there's that factor of of having to let go of that grief and move on from it absolutely man now one of the things that that we realized with theories today and we've got all the recordings of these shows tim i think is is batting a thousand on theories he was not uh pulled in by any of the strange theories he's he he was I was just, I was careful enough not to commit. That's all, that's all it is. No precogs on Krakoa, Tim. What's that? No precogs. No precogs on Krakoa, Tim. No, I, so I didn't buy into the Mephesto thing because I just felt like it was going to take too long to draw that out. I, I just, it's, he's such a big character that he's not going to be a, a seed planted. He's going to land, you know, that epic superhero landing and be like, deal with me. You know, I, I just I can see Doctor Strange having to go up against him and needing Wanda's help with that kind of thing. But I just, especially by the time you got like episode four or five, like no, it's it's taken too long. And I, I think uh, I think Mark said earlier he felt like they really kind of rushed this one. I I felt like they didn't rush it. They left so much unanswered and they've left so many holes. We kind of talked about this last week where, you know, we asked what the predictions were and I said, you know, I really think they're going to leave us with a plot twist. A cliffhanger but with a really a lot of things unanswered and i mean they left a lot of things unanswered you've got you know wanda's finally at peace and you talk about the grief thing where she didn't deal with grief it's obvious that she never dealt with pietro's death like mm-hmm. she jumped right into the avenger world and just that became her world that became her her uh coping mechanism and how she dealt with it but she never dealt with it. and vision you know we've seen little pieces where vision tried to draw it out of her but it never happened so one of the things I found interesting about this whole thing after watching the whole thing is it takes place in about a week time frame, really, you know, it's very quick. It all comes to a head really quickly. And Wanda has to, um, at the end, you, you kind of see herself heal. Like she realizes what she's doing. She comes to the conclusion that that's not who she wants to be, you know, and as a Scarlet Witch, she can be evil or she can be good. And I, I do think that we all kind of agreed at the beginning of this, that there's a really good chance coming out of this Wanda would be fractured and broken. And instead it was the opposite. She's, she's on a path of clarity, knowing what she wants for the first time in a long time and kind of doing her own mental first aid and taking care of herself. You know, so I think that that's, that's important to notice that Wanda's not answering to anybody anymore. You know, she's not just part of the team. She's an important member 
of of the team. Does the post credit scene make you question that though? I mean, do we think she's a ticking time bomb at the end? There? Well, that's, that's that's what that's what I was gonna say. I I think that scene actually leaves it ambiguous, mm-hmm. where it's like, well, she has the dark hold. She's reading the dark hold. Well, that's not oh, I, necessarily I, a good thing. Um, and you hear the kids screaming. Mm-hmm. So I I I was talking to Mark. I I think it's still a hundred percent possible she's the villain or a villain or a misunderstood uh, character in Doctor Strange 2 because he kind of hasn't let go of what happened, right? Right. I I think it'll be more along the lines of she's kind of like, it's kind of like the Xavier versus Magneto thing. Magneto has his opinion of what needs to be done to the world to allow mutants to survive. And I think Wanda's at that Magneto point where she knows what needs to happen now. Yeah, I see more of a situation like that, Tim, because she's already had the misunderstood villain um, storyline in Ultron. You know, yes. she was one of the villains initially, and I don't see Kevin Feige doing too much of a retread of that or briefly going over it. And um, I know that the kids scream, and it's more of, I took it as her researching a dark hold for a way to get the kids back. Without... But, that, but that's not a good thing. No. I mean, like, <laughs> that's, 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 to me, that is something that people would be vehemently against and that's what could position her as a potential villain is that you, you know the the whole description of how they in in this story describe the scarlet witch is not as a good thing nah. it is as someone who ends the world right i mean that's what they literally said so i think that that that's what i was trying to say is like i don't think that she intends to be the villain but i think I that ultimately somebody is going to say she needs to be stopped or needs to be uh subdued or something because i could see strange being you know she's more powerful than him i could see you know i don't, I don't know how, where it's going to go but so less whiny anakin skywalker is what you're saying <laughs> another point you guys brought up was like for mark he said it was anticlimactic to him because vision lived on in the white vision but i think that's important to note that a vision has lived on, but the vision that Wanda knows and loves and the vision that the Avengers know, he's gone. Wanda was able to create a, a fragment of him, but that person is gone. I kind of had this idea in my head that maybe somehow in this episode they would merge and become like a stronger you know, re, remade vision, but that didn't happen. Yeah, and, I, and, I, and I think it's to Marvel's credit. I mean, they, they could have not shown us the white vision or not shown him getting those memories. And then it would have just felt like a huge retcon after vision died. I mean, they, they went out of their way to show us white vision so that if they reintroduce vision, we're not saying, Oh yeah, you suckered us into killing vision and now you're bringing him back to life. And I, I do appreciate that for sure. And I think Vision's going to be back. I think everybody really likes that character. And I agree with you. It'll be a, a nuance of that. But Tim, the one thing that you said, you know, and all along you've been saying this, you know, and, and I represent the team that batted zero in theories. We, I was pretty much wrong on everything. Um, but they, you know, they're setting this up the way they set up the first Avengers MCU, taking their time. It's very deliberate. I don't know that any of those theories are going to not are going to prove to not be right. You know, Mephisto right. may show up. Um, right. Pietro may may be the one from the Fox. We don't know, you know, but they're going to be very deliberate about this. Mm-hmm. 
they're probably only going to, you know, expose the bigger things in the movies. And this is going to be set up, you know, in, in a timetable that some of the fans may not be ready, you know, maybe too slow for some of the fans for sure. I think I if have, you look at, go ahead, I have two theories. Um, one with the vision, I, I feel like, you know, based on the comics and everything else the, and what they did in the episode, they, they left kind of a back door for the vision that we know to come back in some form or another. Cause um, one, remember that uh, the vision that we knew was a combination of Jarvis, the Mind Stone and okay, that the body that he was in. Um, so basically White Vision, when they were having discussion, he was one of those things. Mm -hmm. um, if you notice when he touched him, it had that Mind Stone tint when it like energized yes. his gem and then back to normal. And at the end, she said that the vision that she had in that universe was the representation of the Mind Stone that was still with her. So a certain combination of those factors into Jarvis or he'll always be Jarvis to me. I love them as Jarvis um, in the division <laughs> were um, kind of there. So there's the potential for that mixture. And in the comics, like I said, it took a while. He was a weird vision that had the memories, but no emotional attachment to him. Now he had the same kind of concept. Now he has the memories, but no emotional attachment to them. Back to Mephisto, if I can remember exactly, why does this always happen to me? Like, I always have two points to make, and I'm like, word vomit the first one, and then by the time I get the second one, it's like, duh, I can't remember. Um, oh, there we go. My mind stone kicked in. Mephisto. At first, I won't say I was Johnny Crystal Ball, Tim Laramore down there, but um, at first, when it came to, like, um, try to predictions for Mephisto, I started really thinking along the lines that they wouldn't show him, because if you look at the like progression of phase one i mean you saw brief glimpses of thanos like every fifth movie and mm -hmm. it took 10 years to see him in full come in and thrashing his enemies so um i really didn't think that on the first tv show that they would drop the big bad that's going to feature in the series plus we don't even know if mephisto really is the big bad i mean for all we know it could right. be like uh impossible man but um, <laughs> the little green like mr missile place howard the duck what's that howard the duck yeah exactly it could be howard think, the duck for all we know i think the know. first i think the first real hint we'll get to who the bad guy is is with loki I, you may not see him but i think you'll hear conversations about him or hints of him well the dark holds a big hint um in the comics right it's, it's basically a demon's tie to our world. Um, the demon in the comics is like Shatan or something like that, which um, I used to really call that character a different name, but we'll see. Um, but with, um, you know, just kind of sound those into two syllables. Uh, but, um, you know, I can see Marvel really kind of like um, tying Mephisto into the dark hole or something like that. Or, or I could be dead wrong. I mean, a lot of, I'm, I'm in the uh, Ralph Boner uh, boat over there, which I will never say out loud <laughs> again. Um, but, you know, just with the fact that pretty much every um, prediction I made, I think I was wrong, except for I really started thinking that there's no way they're going to introduce the big bad of whatever's coming up in Marvel in this series. Now just, just for the record, 
I've been wrong dozens of times in this, this stupid thing. <laughs> I've been wrong so many times. But you know, when I when I push this episode, and from now on, when I push episodes, I'm going to be like, tune in to see Tim's predictions for what's happening next. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. I did have I had a problem with one thing we were talking about. Um, we were glad that Peter was revealed to be this other character. So ten seconds before it's revealed who he is, he speeds across the room and stops Monica from leaving the room. And then the minute she finds out who he is, suddenly he has no power. He can't speed. He can't zoom. And there's nothing about. It. I I took that as she activated her powers. Maybe, but but it is. I agree. She also, she also took like, the. She also yeah. took the control. She ripped off, his right? necklace off. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but did that necklace give him super speed? Or I, that that I was know. my take on it. But I don't know if that's true. Again, I've been wrong about everything. So she took the necklace off after she had already taken him down. Yeah, she, she beat him up first. Yeah. Great. What do so I know? The very first thing, he going for the door, and then he sped over in front of her, and then he kind of, like, pushed, you know, used his speed to push her down, and then she kind So unless you take it as that, he was surprised at the fact of she realized who he was, and then she kind of just... I, I, I don't know. She just kind of overtook him, and he wasn't really prepared for it. And then... She took the she took the control off the necklace off of him, and then he you know he was this sniveling little Ralph Boner, please don't hurt me, you know kind of kind of thing. Which which even I, for that I was like, hmm, you know, like that's the one thing I think where Marvel's done come back and I don't know. I would not be surprised if he isn't in fact a, a part of the multiverse in here. So, yeah. So I got to point something out here while we're on this particular scene. Mark felt Mark saw something in that scene that's very specific to Maryland. Mark, if you want to bring that up, I I don't know if anyone else saw it. I swear, I think I saw it in a vacuum. In that apartment, there's a number nineteen. What looks to be a Chris? It's an orange nineteen jersey that looks like a Chris Davis Orioles jersey, <laughs> which to me is the biggest hint in the world that Ralph Boner was part of the blip. Because there's no way he would have had to have been from five years in the past to still have a Chris Davis jersey on his wall. There's no way possible that that would have He's happened. still a fan? <laughs> yeah. It had to be a subtle tease that he was definitely in the blip. Because there's no way five – and it makes sense. Because five years before the blip, he hit 50 home runs. Five years after the blip, he's the worst player in baseball history. The, see, see, the thing is, though, the jersey was so expensive, and now he's stuck with it. <laughs> that that hey, could hey. be Chris Davis, even when he's even though he has slumped horribly, he still lifted a pickup truck off of somebody on 95 when he had an accident. So look, I went down to spring training last year. He was the only guy signing autographs between the two teams. A nice, very nice person. So bad for his struggles. I think he's a great person. <laughs> great person, bad hitter. Historically bad hitter. <laughs> So I, one other thought I had is we're looking for these series. Gary kind of hit on this just a few seconds ago where we're looking at these series to give us a bunch of information and how they're not going to drop a lot of huge hints in these series. And I think that for me, I've started looking at these series, especially with the way WandaVision ended up as almost like a post-credit scene or the small tie-ins that are in the Marvel movies that kind of tie the different worlds together. I just think it's a six-hour version of that kind of stuff. 
we kind of touched on that, but I, the more I thought about it, I was like, that's underselling it a little bit because I mean, there are substantial characters that came out of this. Like we literally have a character that went from no powers to powers to uh, the last time we saw her was she was five or whatever, or seven or however old she was. I, mean, I, I just don't know if, you know, I, I, yes, I had those thoughts too, because we're in the world of, we're in the era of content where like, all these services need all this content and you're going to get a lot of content that feels as Mark suggested, like a little bit content for content's sake, but that's a exactly what this audience wants <laughs> and B like the ability to tell the stories of characters that they don't have time to tell in the movies, which I think will make the movies more enjoyable. So I think it all, they all feed into each other. You know, I, I'm not offended by that notion um, and, and I think we might be surprised by maybe some things that we realize after we've seen a movie or two that we come back to and say, tied in. Yeah. oh, okay. Because like the old movies are like that for me. Like I go back and as, as a non-comic book person as well, I go back and there's so many references to Black Panther stuff like way before that's even mm -hmm. a, a thing and i'm like i didn't know what those were at the time you know i mean i know you guys might pick up on if, some of that stuff but if you look at some of the character intros like monica rambo it, it saves them from having to spend a lot of time explaining her in the next captain marvel you know and they can may well right be one of the, the major characters in the next phase yeah now we have yeah. her origin story already mm -hmm. like we're good you know we don't yeah. need to overdevelop it and they can rehash it in one minute in, in Captain Marvel 2 for the people who didn't see it, for sure. Yes. I mean, as much as I complain about the the depth kind of leaving the, the TV series and it, it kind of falling a little bit flat for me, I don't know that there's another way they could have done it. And we, I mean, something we talked about early on in the first when we talked about the first two episodes, Marvel has so much content. They have so much stuff coming out. It's going to be impossible for them to make this to be continued from series to film to series to series to film and expect people to, to keep watching and, and be able to appreciate everything, which is why I think when Feggy said it had to make sense for people who watched WandaVision in reference to Doctor Strange and people who didn't, th that was kind of a telling thing. And it's, frankly, it's the only way they can do it. So the fact that they put together an interesting show and also, you know, advanced the, the, the main thread of their current phase forward is really all you can ask for. That's all they can do. And I think it's, it's, you know, even though you have 50% of the fans who would be totally into like them breaking everything into the series right now, the reality is they can't, it's just not, it, it can't work that way. It can't be self-sufficient, you know, going forward that way. I also think it's really interesting how much they put back in place, but they also kept <laughs> within arm's reach. Cause you know, in some of the, you know, the, the two breakout stars in this show that I read online, the three are Rambo Jimmy Wu and um, Catherine Hans character, Agatha. Agatha. You know, those are the three breakout stars that people really dig. I don't know. They probably anticipated that with Rambo. I don't know that they anticipated that with Agatha and Jimmy Wu. Mm -hmm. And by putting them at arm's reach, kind of somewhere where they can grab them, you, they can use those characters again, either in another show or something like that. And I feel like almost everything with this show was kind of put neatly away at arm's length so they could go grab them if they need to. I feel like Jimmy is that kind of character that that connects the movies to these TV shows because yeah. he was Ant Man and that's it, right? I yeah, think it was Ant -Man. Ant -Man. both Ant Mans, both Ant Mans. So he's the first one. 
to movies. So you put him in a TV show and he kind of is that bridge, like Mark said. Yeah. So you kind of, it makes it a little more palatable for people who, who are getting in this. But, oh, I saw him in that movie. Oh, okay. I know he can be brought back into this. Um, and then with, with the movie, with the TV shows and Tim, you may or may not agree with me on this, but I feel like the TV shows are sort of like, for those of you who may or may not have seen it, like uh, in Star Wars, like the Clone Wars TV shows, Rebels and those, those are shows that used to make, to connect certain dots. Mm-hmm. Like, so you have this big picture of the movie and then you have all these little things that are happening, bigger things. You're like, well, what happened here? What happened there? Instead of oh. having the three, two and a half, three hour movie that you have to plan out, you can do an eight run episode or 12 run tv show three different tv shows and you can start to connect different dots in a tv show that'll connect to the movies so there's no doubt in my mind that this show is going to obviously with you know the uh uh dr strange 2 is going to connect to that but there's no doubt in my mind that this show is going to connect somewhere or some of these characters are going to show up somewhere else down the line i mean by the mid credit scene with Wanda or not with Wanda with Rambo, they're kind of setting her up for mm-hmm. another movie that, that they may be planning a, you know, a TV show or whatever. They're setting her up for that. Um, we all know and pretty much can predict that Jimmy Woo is going to be somewhere else in a movie, um, you know, in there. And then of course, like the big one is vision is out there somewhere. Now where he comes back into play, you know, whether that's, at the end of the year in a movie or in four years from now, he shows up in a movie and has figured out who he is and, you know, and everything like that. I think one of these characters are going to have to transition into the other TV series. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they did that with Daredevil and Punisher and the Defenders. You know, they had Rosaria Dawson's character and they had the officer. I think it was Officer Coleridge. He was kind of the mainstay. He's the one who kind of, you know, his character wasn't that important, but he connected it. I can see who kind of being like that connector. Like he's leveled up now in his department. Loki's back where he's leveled up now. And Oh, like he's our soldier and, you know, Falcon. So in the yeah. comics, he's present in uh Shang-Chi's universe. So you have that movie coming out as well. I mean, that was, that was my same thought was like, if he's elevated to some kind of FBI director, I mean, it's almost, it almost feels natural that he would be in this next show that's about the considering what we know about it and how much the government is involved with with or it seems like they're involved with storyline. I, I think that makes sense. And it seems natural. There's, there's something also about this with Avengers or a secret invasion. Yeah. Because you know, the scrolls, uh, they called her up. With the with the Marvel now, it's almost like they're following the comic format. Like you have these big events like Absolute mm-hmm. Carnage and events like that. And then there, then there are all these limited series on the side that tie into it and may build on it and be supplemental material, but you don't necessarily need to watch them to read the main book. Right. Um, so right. it kind of seems like they're following that format. Mike, you were going to say something, so I'm going to pass the comp to you. <laughs> I think one of the things is, is there's something to be said for a good story well told. And, and this was definitely that. And people were paying attention more so than I think probably Marvel even thought. And then I think about this idea of grief, you know, which is certainly a Tom King, you know, theme. You know, we we get his vision coming in there, but 
so you've got Thor dealing with grief prior to all this, who, and he, you know, he, he balloons up, but he drinks himself into oblivion, and he, you know, he he doesn't deal well with it. Um, then after Tony Stark dies, you've got Peter Parker dealing with grief with it, with him not being around, and so here is this deep dive into grief. Hawkeye. And Hawkeye, right there, you know, another one. So here you've got this deep dive into grief, which couldn't be more, you know, even metaphorical of her creating this own world of dealing with this this terrible trauma and, and working through it. And as Tim pointed out, you know, in the end, she does do the right thing. She does give up, you know, the, the solace that she had from that world and, and give people their lives back. Um, it, it's grief and superheroes is not something that you're, you're dealing with, you know, 50 years ago. The superheroes just killed people and, or beat them up or locked them up. And, you know, they didn't have that kind of emotion to deal with. Um, so there's a lot of really strong, you know, character development and writing. Um, yeah, and, and and as everybody's pointed out, I think Monica Rambo could be a big character for some time to come. Um. Yeah, I mean, she's, I mean, infinitely more interesting to me than the other Captain Marvel at this point. I think we talked about that before. Like, I, <laughs> I'd rather watch a movie with Monica Rambo than Carol Danvers at this point. I mean, I, I, and again, that's because they had six hours to make that character, whereas in Captain Marvel they had an hour and a half. You know, what I mean, so at this point, I'm more vested in that character. I think she's more interesting, more compelling, and uh, definitely looking forward to seeing more of her going forward. I have a theory on how she beat the super speed. That's what I wanted to say earlier, and again. It comes from my incredible lack of social skills growing up and reading comics all the time. Um, so in the comics, her and they can get into it very much in the show, but her powers are light-based um, to the point that she can turn into essentially light, which moves faster than anything. So she would be able to beat um, a super fast, magically changed um, Ralph Boner. Well, then couldn't so, we have watched Quicksilver race the speed of light then in a cgi battle to you know wouldn't that have been a, a really interesting thing it would have been better and i'm totally <laughs> reaching with this theory but you know that's <laughs> it would have been better than the chips of theseus conversation in the library for sure <laughs> yeah exactly her, her eyes did light up whenever uh whatever she grabbed them so I, I really missed an opportunity at the beginning of this show to have a boner count going for how many times ralph boner's name was said <laughs> but you know <laughs> By the way, I, I, there was a funny little—that's uh, a funny little Easter egg I read about that apparently the director was a, a child actor and he was on uh, the just the ten of us. Show. What was the show? Uh, oh, Growing Pains. Where Growing Pains. Her Cameron's owner. friend. Was... Right. Wait, is that right? Wait, finish that because I don't know where you're going. That was just a callback to that to that character. So he, that the that director didn't dead. play that character. No, that guy's dead. The guy who played him is dead, but he, you know, he played a different character, but he's a director now and just like, that's where he got the name. Interesting. So, a couple questions. Have we heard the last from Agatha, do you think? No. No. no she was intentionally preserved for a reason. Yeah. Yeah. Agatha I became wildly popular. I think you can see a connection between her and Mephesto where he uses her to take his next steps. I, I, you know, again, I'd be, <laughs> I've been wrong about everything, but I, the way that, that they've closed her out, I feel like 
uh, the Scarlet Witch, Wanda's going to have to come ask her a question at some point. She's going to know where she is. She's going to want to do something that only Agatha knows how to do. And she's going to come find her probably against her better judgment to need some piece of information. But that's too obvious. And that's probably not what's going to happen. Maybe she does that. And then at the end of the movie, she returns to talk to her. and She's escaped. I, I, I feel like there was a lot of truth spoken by Agatha for the purposes of advancing the story because they didn't have enough. You know, I, I do think that Marvel tells a lot of their story through dialogue sometimes so that you can sort of, you know, characters says something about history or whatever. And they're very, like Mark and I have talked about this and I think we've talked about it here. They hit you over the head with truth a lot of times. So if someone's lying, they reveal it pretty quickly, like with her lie about the spell or whatever. I think everything else she said is true. And I think that her saying, you need me is an omen for something to come. Yeah, and she was pretty clear that she did something really bad when she, whatever she did, uh, unleashed all of the Scarlet Witch chaos magic. She was pretty clear several times that you don't know what you did. It's going to have really big ramifications. I, I think I think a lot with that, to, talking on that last scene was with Wanda. So my little theory about it is that she's in she's re, she's reading the Dark Hole to a find out that information about herself that chapter that's in there that agatha said about her she's like there's a whole chapter dedicated to you so i think she's in there reading that about her who she is and what it is um be like she's told uh monica you know i don't know what this power is but I'm, I'm going to find out so those two things she's finding out i think in that in that verse you know we all know the dark holds kind of this evil not so good thing i think that her researching this her children calling out to her my little theory on it is that this that she may not maybe she doesn't manifest these children that maybe she um maybe this is where and this is where the doctor strange multiverse comes in she goes to a multiverse and plucks two children that are real Mm. out for Mm -hmm. her you know whether they are whether they're kids that are you know alive real you know, Wiccan and Speed or Tommy and Billy kids um, who either A, Wanda never came back from the blip. Wanda, you know, is evil in that. Whatever it may be, she goes to the multiverse. She finds these two children. She brings them out. But because of the way they were manifested, they all they just know who she is. As that's their mother. They, it's not like, oh, you're pulling me out. That's where the multiverse madness comes in. Maybe that's where she has to go to Agatha to figure out how to access this a little bit better to get help to do that, which introduces Dr. Strange. Um, a lot of people is one of the theories also is, is like, you know, what, and again, why didn't Dr. Strange, you know, this massive amount of magic, why didn't Dr. Strange show up? You know, he did, everybody else said they knew it, but I think that's where he, he is. It's, that was a small event. Dr. Strange always said his job was to look for bigger earth-threatening things wanda took over a tech she didn't take over all of new jersey she didn't take all of the whole east coast you know she took over new jersey now if that got bigger i think dr strange would have come in because it was encroaching on into new york and things like that but because it was such and joe you really don't like jersey huh (laughs) i was gonna say let's face it she probably they they, they took jersey who cares (laughs) 
I want to see that cut shade. I want to see Doctor Strange going. Ah, it's only Jersey. If this if this expands <laughs> a little bit, we'll start going. <laughs> no, not yet. Wait till they get out of Jersey. I'm not crossing the bridge. Let them take yeah. Jersey first. Yeah. We just, we've just yeah, lost all our Jersey fans. Going to be like, oh, okay. Well, now you're getting over here near where I am. Right. <laughs> as long as they don't expand to India, then we're good. <laughs> no, the U.S. We've topped U.S. listens has uh, pulled past India now. <laughs> Joe, you and her, we're actually really big in India. That's where most of our listeners are. Oh, is that where it is? Yeah. Well, hello to all our India viewers that are out here. <laughs> yeah, we'll be going on a tour there once the pandemic's over. <laughs> we'll do live shows from there, huh? That's a great yeah. thought, though, Joe. And and the one thing that I, I I vaguely remember reading and and Gary mentioning as well that the Wanda's kids at one point in comic history were reclaimed by Mephisto, mm-hmm. and so that could be a, definitely a way if if she's trying to free them, that may be a way that that has to tie in too. Sure. I have a question for comic book guys. So. The Darkhold in the comic. So I only the only thing I know the Darkhold from is from Agents of Shield, and I don't know for sure if Agents of Shield just did like network TV stuff or if it was comic accurate or what. But in that show, there's almost a like pos- possessive quality of it. Like like if people get to it, it makes them like turn into bad guys and do bad stuff. So I didn't know if if is there any history in the comics of it in that way and if there is that's sort of how i took some of that last scene is that like it's the book sort of like uh brainwash brainwash people and make them bad is that what you're asking not completely brainwash but almost like um what tempt them to do certain things so it would be like oh like like for example like is the book the one putting that kid's voice into her head like mommy like is that the book tempting her to like do something bad or you know paging encyclopedia gary <laughs> oh sorry i caught some of that i was playing with uh, my background how i suddenly become i've noticed you're doing that floating when i do this <laughs> um, but i uh the, um, the question is here. can the dark hold can it can it take over can it tempt people can it make people bad well, young Brandon, I'm glad you asked. Um, but, uh, yes. So in the comics, basically, the Darkhold is the de- that particular um, entity's tie to this world because he's been banished. Um, and originally, the battle that took place that banished him was on Mount Wondagore, um, which in the comic history... Um, Basically, the Scarlet Witch, and it depends on what history you read, they've retconned it a few times, but the original was um, Magneto's wife ran away from him in fear when she saw what he did to humans that um, that killed their other daughter, um, kind of accidentally, but as accidentally as it can be when you set someone's house on fire. But um, so she runs from him, and she just makes it to that cabin and gives birth to the two twins um, to a cow lady but we'll get into that later and um in that cabin and you know that mountain is basically we had talked on a previous episode about there are nexuses in the marvel universe um and that cabin is one of the nexuses um and the dark hold is the book that basically was his that evil saucers would get to try to take over the world um which i know in 
Agent of the Shields, that was the season that Ghost Rider was um, in it a lot. Yeah, so um, a lot of tie to supernatural characters. So there, again, you have, and basically having been born there, um, when Wanda was born, that particular entity connected with her. So in the Avengers story, she ends up having to battle. The Avengers have to end up going to Wondergore Mountain and taking on this entity. So, you know, a lot of tie in there. Um, and I forgot where I was going with that. Oh, but however, um, you know, she overpowers him because Wanda in the comics is basically, um, she's almost like a nexus in and of herself. She's almost like a, uh, an infinity stone herself. She can manipulate reality. So she would basically be the human embodiment of the reality stone, but in Marvel comics, it's the mind and the MCU is the mind stone. Um, so, but at the same time, she also has bouts with insanity um currently she's not magneto's daughter they did a replay of that that i guess i if i remember correctly they um when they were trying to disown the x-men a little bit and bring the inhumans in the comics made uh wanda and pietro inhumans but that was because the mcu was trying to play up the inhumans now that that's out um they potentially they've kind of led us to believe that they could potentially be mutants so you might see that magneto history in there or magneto however you want to say it um so that long drawn out diatribe was basically yes brandon it can assess people uh but great points because i i think you know my knowledge of wanda and, and and uh vision from comics was not great and i saw that ending scene and i thought oh it 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 reminds me of where Thanos was left at the end of Infinity Wars in his kind of cabin-esque, you know, place. Um, but to have this whole idea of uh, of her connection to it and Mount Wondegor, and, and um, that seems like it's going to be a big thing. Now, I did see somebody also point out that the music that is playing um, as they show her is kind of a revamped version of Dr. Theme's, Dr. Strange's theme song. You know, so isn't, like, there, isn't there a scene somewhere in the movies where he's outside himself doing something, reading just like that? He's yeah. reading and sleeping at the same time, I think. Right. right. So it's so it, a lot it, of they're setting that up as a you know one 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 versus one type mm -hmm. battle coming up, right? Yeah. The big misunderstanding where they battle first and then become friends later. Hopefully, <laughs> that's usually that's the superhero trope. It's like. Right, and Superman kick the crap on another and be like, "What? Your mom's name's Martha too?" And uh, suddenly they're like best friends. So, so we know that we're we're finishing up Wandavision. We know that that Marvel and Kevin Feige are not on the original timeline in terms of what what is following what. We know that in two weeks, Falcon and Winter Soldier start. Um, where do we go from here? Do you think where there's going to be any kind of you know connection from one to the other here, or is it just going to be start a new story and then they'll connect down the road? I think they're gonna. I think yes. <laughs> I, I think basically um, whatever kind of fits what their current like what the plan is at the time. Like I wouldn't be surprised if you see. I mean, since it's completely, completely out of whack, like I think Black Widow was already supposed to have been out. Um, I think you might see elements of Black Widow in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Um, 
you know, Winter Soldiers inexplicably tied to um, Black Widow's origin in the comics. So I wouldn't be surprised if you see some hints at that. Um, I have predictions that I've made on Black Widow and when we, uh, I've said it in the past, but I'll save it for when it actually gets time to watch Black Widow, whenever that may be. Um, so, but, you know, I, I think you will see maybe not like huge, like tie-ins to each other, but you'll see hints where they share the same universe at times, like more of like a better version of the Star Wars holiday special where, you know, it was a, it was a tie-in sucked but you know it was a tie-in i think in the in the first phase or the first three phases all roads pointed to thanos and i don't think we're going to have that neat of a linear thing here i think you're going to see we've talked about it before i think there's gonna be a cosmic marvel thing there's gonna be a magic marvel thing and there's going to be this government shady spy thriller marvel thing and i think they're going to flesh that last part out oh and loki yeah, I think Loki's somewhere in that multiverse world that, that where that's all going to play off. And then you're going to have the spies coming up in this where that's going to lead into Hydra and some other things going on. You know, we saw Rambo and the Skrulls go off to space. Oh, where... and don't forget, there's also more of the just kind of normal superhero type of thing with the Spider-Man movies and She-Hulk and this Marvel. And they're going to introduce Daredevil. those characters for sure. And mm-hmm. they're going to find their way into like where they fit in but I, th- I don't think there's going to be one big bad in this phase so of course i'm wrong but i think there, i think there's gonna be three i think there's gonna be this cosmic thing and then it, the, at, at the, it's going to branch off and then it's all going to come back together into one thing but we'll see and loki applied so so far on time travel yes loki so far is the only time travel thing my feeling is that falcon and winter soldier screams as the one that's going to be multi-seasons because there's no place for them in the movies that I can see that not, not anytime soon. I mean, it doesn't feel like there's a movie where they kind of fit. So to me, that feels like the show that like the second it ends, it's going to be like, ha 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 season two comes out, whatever. I mean, like, and I think that, I think that show is going to be more important than anybody's any of us think. Because I think the the straightforwardness of it is going to allow them to build maybe a secondary villain that could lead to a bigger villain. Um, but I, it's just funny because it's to me it's always it all it never fails that the thing that I always think seems like kind of underwhelming. And I think I said this last week for me that was like Ant Man and and mm-hmm. Guardians. Like those ended up being like my favorite two things. So like. This feels like that. Like, I'm not really looking forward to it as much as Loki, but I feel like this is going to be, there's something that isn't, they're not showing in the previews, and I think it's going to be a little bit more significant than we think. Don't, don't forget that we still got a Secret War series. Secret Invasion. Uh, or Secret Invasion. Where yeah. And the Armor, the armor Wars, right? Well, yeah, and, but the Skrulls are going to be very important in this. I, I I think I think they're going to be the plot twist midway through or wherever where everyone goes wait wait what direction are we going who's alive who's dead what happened and I I, I don't think you show that scroll at the end of Wandavision and not have it come back to play like like Tim said it do, I don't think that doesn't come back to play somewhere you know because like you said we have um, what see what do you say Secret Invasion you know that's come that's in the pipeline somewhere. Mm-hmm. 
And like you said, we all know, you know, just we know that the scrolls can take over and have recent even mm-hmm. memories of people, you know, uh, Far From Home showed it yep. that possible. Yep. Even Captain Marvel movie, they showed how that's possible. So, you know, there's nothing to say that some of the characters we that we A, have seen already, B, are about to see in upcoming TV shows somewhere might not be revealed to be a scroll. And we just don't know it. You know, right. we, we just don't know we just don't know that until these things come up. But I think that first seed of that was put in, in that mid set, that mid credit scene on WandaVid. And I wouldn't be surprised if somewhere in there, maybe not shown on Falcon and Winter Soldier, but somewhere in the line, a character from there turns out to be a scroll somewhere um, later on down the line. Yeah, to Joe, it would be a great of the last four. Go ahead, sorry, Mark. I was going to say to Joe and Tim's last last point. I mean, three of the last four Marvel projects have featured the Skrulls, right? Captain Marvel, Spider Man, and then WandaVision. Mm -hmm. Well, that would be the ultimate troll to have um, Chris come back as Captain America, and he turns out to be a Skrull instead. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) it's worth pointing out too. There are a lot of people that you who make the case for. Captain America Winter Soldier being the one of the best standalone movies. That's my I, yeah, I'm in that category that, that we've mm-hmm. had so far. Then you take you know Bucky's role in, in, and how that spins out into Civil War. Then you know, so you can start thread in in just a good action movie that then then you know just has a huge impact later on. Well, there were a ton of things revealed. I mean, let's the, the fact that the Avengers were fractured when mm-hmm. Thanos first came and attacked right. because of Civil War and because of Bucky. Yep. So and there, there have been a ton of threads pulled from that storyline that have that, that forged the first three phases. So I, I think that you'll see you'll see a lot more of that. They're going to keep pulling threads. And we'll probably get into it more next week. But we know Baron Zemo's in it. Gary mentioned right. Flag Smashers in it. U.S. Uh, agent. U.S. agent. War yeah. Machine. War Machine. I mean, there, there's. I mean, there's a lot to Brandon's point. More than just this buddy picture they're giving us with them jumping around on trains, shooting people. I mean, like, like there's there's yeah. a lot of stuff going on here. I mean, you're gonna get that comedy. I think you're gonna get that, you know, that buddy cop kind of mentality. That and that because that's what they've been showing in the trailers yeah. through this whole that like, you know, <laughs> that humor in the two of them that we saw in. Uh, was it uh in uh, what movie was it uh lethal weapon yeah in lethal Hanging weapon cash yeah that, that trope that you see in all those good Rush cops. Hour. yeah <laughs> so where where the where the no nonsense kind of guy has to go up against the kind of comedy guy and the guy they don't like each other but you know they find each other and so you're gonna get that in there but like some more what mark said there's gonna be and what tim said there's gonna be some threads that are getting pulled there's some other characters that are gonna show up there's yeah. going to be that surprise character that shows up from either from some movie or for a new movie that you're going to be like, whoa, this changes a lot of things. This changes everything that, you know, that what we thought was going to happen. And, and it'll leave us it'll right. leave us on cliffhangers as well. It'll it'll leave us with oh, yeah. more oh, questions yeah. and answers, but it's you're going to see character development because we really haven't developed Bucky. We know that he was Steve Rogers best friend and would have gone anywhere with them we haven't developed you know the falcon any in any way and this gives us a chance to develop two really good actors 
um, yeah. who have just kind of been, you know, tag alongs up until now, even though I think they're really strong heroes and really strong characters and actors on their own right. And I think you're going to, this, this idea of who is the next Captain America mm-hmm. is going to be a storyline. I mean, that you, you've seen it, you know, we've seen okay. it, it playing out. Well, don't forget that we just saw the government trying to interfere with the Avengers. You know, mm-hmm. we just saw them trying to take over Vision's body and use it as a weapon. And they're going to introduce U.S. Agent, which was a designed plan to replace Steve Rogers once he, you know, gave up the throne or was assassinated, really. <laughs> but so you're going to see this constant interference. I think you'll see it's going to be AIM or, or Hydra, some version of that. And don't forget that S.W.O.R.D.'s still out here. And S.W.O.R.D. is more of an, supposed to be an intergalactic shield. Mm-hmm. So you have those tie-ins as well. I don't think we're done seeing all the aspects of sword. I think you'll be interesting to see these scrolls just continue to appear in post-credit scenes throughout these series and then be like the 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 false flag of hey, we're going scrolls and then go somewhere else for the first phase. Tim, it's right. interesting you bring up all the different threads that are traveling across because just listening to everyone talk instead of paying attention, I was thinking, no, I'm kidding. I was paying attention to <laughs> you know, just kind of putting together stuff that you guys are saying, like um, you know, Joe, you were saying with the scrolls, um, so She-Hulk coming up is supposed to be based on a um, storyline that more focuses on her life as a lawyer by Peter David. And, um, you know, I think Charles, Charles Soule continued on after that with the same concept. Um, and I can't remember if it was David's run or Soul's run, but one of her best friends was a scroll. Um, she also went mm-hmm. up against Matt Murdock and a few of the storylines. So, you know, you have the rumor that Charlie Cox is coming on. Um, so, and you're right, Tim, you have the government thread in WandaVision, then you have the magic thread, and, you know, with the multiverse, you have some of the cosmic thread in there as well, because the multiverse can cross over into the magic realm or the cosmic realm. So, well, that was trippy. <laughs> so you have, um, you know, so you have these different things that they can do. Um, but on another note, that's completely different than what we were talking about. The Winter Soldier is literally my favorite character um in the captain america realm of the book so i'm excited about it and because a all growing up reading comic books the one primary saying is no one stays dead in comics except for bucky and uncle ben now it's just uncle ben um because they finally gave somebody because you know for years they wouldn't let anybody bring bucky back they're like no that's stupid um totally takes away from captain america it was originally barry allen bucky and, and uh, yeah exactly and you know they brought barry back <laughs> they brought barry allen back. Yeah. so but um bucky <laughs> was done in such a good way where barry was like oh he's in the time for he's in the speed force um you know bucky they kind of like not only did they bring him back but they made him into like a total like just ultra assassin that crosses over and suddenly becomes a good guy kind of you know, he'll still won't hesitate to pull the trigger. So it's, it's, it's a, he's a really good complex character when they dive into it. Cause if you also, if you think about it, he was also kind of tortured. I mean, he lost his memory and they reprogrammed mm-hmm. him. And whenever he would start like kind of uh, crossing that line into not being the killing machine, they would just shock the crap out of him and torture him again. So it's, um, he, he's a really complex character. And don't, so, and don't forget his connection to Wakanda now as well. Yeah, I mean, they're pulling up all these inter all this interconnectability, and they're giving you hints here and there of um, different portions of the storyline. I'm gonna go back and read Winter Soldier before uh, where it all starts again. That's a it's a great comic as well. But 
Yeah. So that's got us right about an hour. Um, we want a, uh, a, a, a a quick thought on, you know, you can either wrap up something from WandaVision or look forward to um, Falcon Winter Soldier. Go around the screen. Sure. Team Mangold slash Boner. Well, you got anything, Brooks? What? Or what you're most excited about going forward? One of the one final thought on WandaVision or one thing with uh Winter Soldier and Falcon? Um, well, I actually have a theory for WandaVision. So for the nightmare stuff, I was thinking about this, and I realized something with nightmare. Um Doctor Strange 2 is supposed to be horror-based. So I think that may be where Nightmare comes into play. That's a good point. Like yeah. And and uh, we're, we a lot of talk about Doctor Strange, but Spider-Man's really going to be a part of this trilogy, too, with WandaVision. That, that, then that's the next stopping point. So I think as much as we talk about Doctor Strange, we got to look for Spider-Man 2 to give us yep. Spider-Man three but spider-man as well to give us and that's christmas right christmas okay. release <laughs> yes i think that's it for us tim Brandon, you look like you need to be on a like a podcast straight out of roswell new mexico right now because it, it gets sometimes it gets dark <laughs> with the with the light right in your face and you have the big <laughs> out there <laughs> exactly no I, i'm looking forward to um winter soldier because i i want to see what i enjoyed most about um my favorite movie is the winter soldier um through through everything they've done and that was because it did such a good job of tying in a lot of what we in today's standard fear and suspect out of our government that it, they just they did such a good job they pulled some really powerful actors to play the parts it was really well written and i i think that um you'll see a lot of the same threads being pulled there and I, I enjoy that i think there'll be a lot of fun um yeah i'm kind of the same way i'm kind of i'm kind of waiting for uh winter soldier falcon and winter soldier um like i said i like the banter between the two of them that kind of comic review that comic relief that they have between each other um like i said like even in infinity war and civil war that banter between the two of them um being frenemies almost to you know to, to 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 seeing them becoming friends like true friendship i believe at the end by the end of this um for that and then you know just like i said i'm i'm throwing it out there and sticking with my my theory i said about wandavision before that she's going to lead into something in doctor strange of tapping that multiverse somewhere um Maybe not the reason of the being the movie, but somewhere she's going to tap into it to uh, to get those kids back. So, good point. I want to see the ramifications of the Sokovian Accords going forward past the blip and past the very publicly known now Wanda situation. I think that that's the way that Wanda could like, and it might be the only way that WandaVision ties into. The next show is that that's going to be an example of why everybody needs to be scared of people with powers or whatever. And she also blew up the city, right? The, or, you know, the, <laughs> the previous yeah. One. yeah, she. Yeah, and then, and the, and all that damage is going to be blamed on her, right? So, you know, I think I one thing we didn't talk about about WandaVision I thought was done so well was that scene where 
everybody was woke up and she's walking through the square and it was almost like that shame on you dirty looks whole thing like that is going to be the big i think that's going to be one of the biggest through lines of all this stuff is that it it's the idea of people being more aware of avengers or people with powers or whatever and whether they're good or not and Mm -hmm. All of that. I think that's going to be probably our biggest, I would think. I mean, I guess Mark made a good point that there's going to be a lot of people in space too, but I think that's going to be one of the biggest Earth through lines of, of the next few things. Well, and Marvel's greatest hero shamer is, is J. Jonah Jameson, who's going to show up. And, well, uh, and you have to add to it that Spider-Man was just outed at the end of the movie, and right. that all kind of fits together nicely, right? Well, and that that kind of tracks with the um, U.S. agent story. The reason why U.S. agent even existed is because Captain America did not want to be government sanctioned. He felt like he should be a hero of the people, for the people. So, um, and that kind of goes into the accords because they wanted all superheroes to register, basically, like weapons. So, yeah, I mean, that, that completely tracks. That's a really good theory. The only word I have in looking forward is scrolls, you know, because they've been popping up in both the other in recent movies. It's silly to think they're not going to be in Falcon Winter Soldier, I think. And so So, far, they've been allies. They haven't been adversaries. Yeah, I think that's really interesting, too. And there was a really cool uh, story, a limited series a few years ago called Meet the Scrolls. And it was about a family of scrolls that were uh, like deep agents. And they basically lived like a sitcom. They were like the regular like household American family and come to find out they're scrolls. So it was kind of neat. So like, is that the Coneheads? Pretty similar. Yeah, they might as well have been. <laughs> Just missing Dan Aykroyd. Oh, who's... Here's a question I have. Who's going to be the first scroll fake out, right? Because they have to do that now. Now that they've had everybody be scrolls, now they have to have people think someone's a scroll that is not as like yeah. a comedic scene i, I just i, I wonder can't, i can't first... come close to even trying to predict that at this point <laughs> it's gonna no be way. it's gonna be something great i just know it's gonna be like some really great scene where someone thinks thor i think something it's is a... <laughs> it'll it'll be the captain america who did all those like gym gym shows like so you want to be a track star right. it'll, it'll be that guy <laughs> Like so, so like Ant Man thinks White Vision is a scroll or something. Right there, you go. <laughs> yeah, I definitely think it'll be later on down the line because I think you have to get it where they're a little more known. You know, right now only a handful of people even know that scrolls are a thing that they can shape change like that. Um, you know, and and to that point, I'm I'm curious of the opposite. Without reading the without reading the comics and knowing the comics, I'm curious to see what that jumping off point is like what is that because you know anything anything that has to do with a war or anything if somebody does something to someone or to a group you know um or keeps us you know like cap kept a secret about you know uh bucky killing uh tony's parents which kind of set that you know kind of put the nail into the coffin of that between the two of them so what is that who who what person is being imitated by a scroll that sets it off that this you know this this secret war secret invasion becomes a thing where people start knowing more about the scrolls right. um, but that won't be revealed until 
after Captain Marvel 2 and probably yeah, yeah. I mean we, we won't know where they're going until after we see that. Yeah. Well, let's say I would be suspicious if you see a major majorly powerful background player keep showing up and everything or if you see a major character that's been dead suddenly come back to life because those are the two tropes in comics right um, yeah like yeah. it's usually the character that comes back from the dead everyone's like oh sweet they're back they, they save the day a bunch of times and then suddenly oh they're they're the bad guy <laughs> um or um or it's like in secret or some interdimensional being that came from you know the multi some multi some the other dimension to come to help you know yeah. turn bad guy maybe yeah, it's like, agent will yep or yeah, like in secret invasion, it was spider woman so if you see jessica mm -hmm. drew show up be suspicious jimmy Wu did the card trick though so it can't be him <laughs> unless it was him before unless it was a scroll right. Right. well mark and i mark and i were talking about all the rumors of the other spider-man being in uh the next spider-man and that right. like like they could totally be like a Ralph Boner situation too. <laughs> They're just like a Central Park Spider-Man and it's Andrew Garfield or whatever. <laughs> that's it. And that's the only thing he does. Yeah. I do think it's telling that we're nine days away from the Snyder Cut and haven't brought it up once. <laughs> well, we, we, we'll we be back on next Monday. We'll, we'll need something to talk about, right? Right. I'm more excited to watch the making of Wandavision on Friday. They're, they're putting out that making of uh, making of documentary. At this point, I'm more excited to rewatch Steel with Shaquille O'Neal in it than I am the Snyder Cut. <laughs> so I mean, it, it's like I'm just like, come on now, you're putting all this money on something that's not going to continue. Yeah, yeah. I'll watch it, but I will. I'm, I'll watch it for sure. I don't have high hopes out of it. Okay, no. I joke we'll about the steel movie. I watched just it, so a week in front of Zach. What'd you say, Mike? <laughs> All right, so that that's our final take on uh, Wandavision. Though I'm sure there will be more storylines that come out and come through, and and we're not done talking about it. But that'll do us for tonight. Thanks for listening. We're watching. <laughs>